talks and comics. This is the podcast where I talk to friends about the comics that we've been reading and enjoying lately, plus occasional sun episodes and curious interviews. This weekend, I got another casual catch up for you talking about the books I've read and enjoyed my pulls over the last couple of weeks, the weeks of August 16th and August 23rd. And then after that, I'll talk about the books I'm looking forward to next week, this, this coming week of um, September 6th, so it's an awesome week to kick off the first week of the day of September. But yes, before then, before I even talk about my recent um, pulls I've enjoyed, I just wanted to mention that, make sure to check out the episodes that I've been putting out recently, if you haven't already. Um, I had a really fun last week with Seth Romo, aka Pages and Panels, on Instagram and Twitter, social media, etc. Talking about all the books we enjoyed over the months of June and July. So, because I didn't get a chance to do a June-specific episode, I was excited to sort of merge them into, into one again. And then I also talked with Barney Smith about his current ongoing Kickstarter Dad of Jokes, which is currently still live until September 15th. So make sure to go check that out. Speaking of crowdfunding campaigns, tomorrow I'm talking with Sky Hawkins about their current um, Zoop campaign with T.S. Luther called Tokyo Fire issue one. That's almost funded. That's at the time of recording this, just over two thousand dollars funded out of three thousand needed, and just under two weeks left. So make sure to go check that out. Joke. Go check out the episode when it releases tomorrow and go support the campaign because it's an awesome comic, awesome artist, and it was just generally a fun conversation. And then finally, just the the first casual catch up from a couple of weeks ago where I talked about the comics I enjoyed, my pulls on the first couple of weeks of August, uh, Giant Days, volume one through six with Glenn Machette from a couple of weeks ago. I can't recommend that series enough. Once again, go check it out. Great, great fun, heartfelt comedy that. The characters at the size of life, if you love that sort of thing, then you'll really appreciate that. And finally, finally, I'm going to talk about the, the Cole issue one in this casual catch up, which is great because um, a few weeks ago I was lucky enough to have Kelly Thompson, the writer on that, on the podcast with my these comics, my great friend and occasional co host, which was a, a lovely conversation. She's just such a delight to talk to. So I hope you'll go check that out and go support the Cole and all the awesome books I've mentioned that I'm going to mention. So, first of all, um, a few honourable picks, honourable mentions, and then my top five for the last couple of weeks I've mentioned. So, these didn't quite make it into my top five, but I just wanted to highlight Batman Superman World's Finest, Issue 18, Void Rivals 3, and The Only Pedestrian Life Christopher Chaos, Issue 3. So, World's Finest by Wade, and this month it's by Travis Moore, and coined by Terrible Villain, as always. A really fun, sort of, filler has a negative connotation, but sort of, it's between arcs, it's a nice, like, mini-story. Going even further back into the past of this um, DC Universe, we're seeing the, the world's finest team, then we already were seeing how they came together, and it's just, it's such a delightful story and such a fun breather, and one of the, my main points from my short review of this issue is that if Travis Moore is your an artist, then you're clearly doing something awesome. So equally, if World's Finest, by this point, is an honourable mention in Sky Quotes or whatever, then you know it's going to be a pretty awesome week of, of comics. So definitely, as everyone's been saying, if you've been on the internet around DC fan spaces or comic space in general, go check it out. Great fun series. Void Rivals, Issue 3, Kirkman, uh, Lorenzo De Felici, 
Tess Lopez. I'll just give another plug for my Lorenzo interview again with Maitini from a few months ago where he talked about Chroma. Fantastic, phenomenal book that he wrote and drew and coloured and I'm not sure if he left it himself, but um, yes, so go read that and then go check out White Rivals. It, it's so fun. It's one of those where I'm intrigued to see where it's going. I, I, I'm not revealing where the or what, rather, the, the shared universe is in, like we were trying to dodge that in the June and July episode with Seth, but yes, even though I don't recognise some of the references, I'm still having such a great time, and I'm so excited to see where it goes, and for the new books in this universe to, to start. And then a- another book that just continues to be so great, um, Christopher Chaos, story by James Tiny and the Fourth, written by Tate Brombell, art by Isaac Goodhart, coloring by McCrow Marto, lettering by Ditch Whitaker, such a solid team, such talent there, and of course, gorgeous covers by Nick Lobless. And after being introduced to Dracula Boy in issue two, I thought this issue did a great job of balancing the, the various plot threads and plot lines that have been introduced in the show, casing how they're all intertwined, giving nice moments for our different characters, so Christopher and Viv and obviously now Dracula Boy and the the villains of the series. It's it's been intriguing and I'm very invested in these characters and I'm just excited to see how the sort of quirky world is going to unfold because I like what's been established so far. So number five, probably now, Immortal Thor number one. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago in the last casual catch up but I wasn't sure whether I was going to be picking this up but I knew lots of people were highly anticipating it and I I, I did cave in, I did decide to try it out because I saw a preview of the art and I was like, okay, this, this does look cool. So I was very glad that I managed to check this out. It's quite a, a, a meaty first issue, sort of like 50 pages or so, 40, 50 pages, um, $7, so it's not cheap these days, but it feels like there's a lot here in terms of establishing where Thor is now, re-establishing him rather on Earth, across Asgard in space, and both grounding him emotionally, but also making things more wild and crazier than ever. And there's, it's a solid first issue in terms of, there's a lot of groundwork there. It's quite satisfying and compelling. The art is awesome. It's, and it has that, that like crackle, that energy and that spark that you you want from a Thor book especially but just some superhero books in general and I mean Alex Ross is always going to get a a brilliant cover normally so the first issue cover I desperately want to get the Francis Manipal variants but anyway and I should mention this by Al Ewing, Martin Carrillo, Matt Wilson on colouring, Joseph Bino lettering so yeah I haven't had any experience with Kulo before this but I'm glad I did with this issue and I'm excited to more of his heart around and hopefully read more of this and see where it goes because yeah it's sort of hard to judge partly where it's going to go from here but it's it was an exciting and promising first issue so made some groundwork for a promising future series hopefully next number four i have loki issue three which i picked up exclusively for my favourite gay space kings, as I mentioned in my review with Kenan Hawkling. It's like I picked up Scarlet Witch 7, 6 or 7, last month, and Guardians of the Galaxy 7 next, well no, September, no, it was next month, now it's September. But yes, anyway, this seemed like an interesting series, but 
uh, you, you know, you know, you only have so much room on your portis. So I didn't get a chance to pick it up, but I'm excited to get that in trade, especially after this issue because like this sold me on checking it out. I mean, Dan Waters. I haven't read much of his work, but Homesick Pilots we did with Casper Wingard. I absolutely adored. One of my favourites. So I was excited to check this. And again, Jim, Jim Peralta. I heard of him around, but haven't really read much from him again. And I thought his artwork really suited the story here. He had that sort of rough, not like medieval per se, but sort of like more mythical, more um, whimsical, but still sort of nice, solid artwork. And I thought I enjoyed the way that the Hulk thing were worked into the story through their current status quo. And of course, that, that cover by Justin Wayne it, it, it's, it's so great. I, I always love his artwork. It's fun to see him draw um, Billy and Teddy. So, oh yeah, of course, Mike Spicer on colours, which was also a delight because interesting to see him kind of somewhat other than Daniel Warren Johnson, which is what I most know coming for. But yeah, this was a fun issue in it. I'm actually really excited to get back and meet the rest of the series eventually when the trade releases. Maybe worth a try if you are into Loki. Number three, I have Spider Man issue 11 by Dan Slott, Lucinia uh, Arbicio, and Ed- Edgar Delgado on colouring, Joe Carmichael on lettering. I love this issue. I, I've enjoyed a lot of this run. Well, I, I've enjoyed basically all of this run, but I've only really loved sort of a couple issues within that, and this is one of those. I've been really into and excited by what Slott and Bagley have done introducing Spider Boy over the past several issues with this arc. Gradually unraveling more and more of his backstory and character, and I was really glad we got to see him get the focus here and actually spend some time with him after the Edge of Spider-Verse issue three with him, and I felt like there was another story with him. Maybe maybe it was just in the recent Amazing Spider-Man 31 or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, so because this was obviously things were solicited a few months in advance, so I was excited for this and it was it's always interesting to see them play out this idea that Bailey was associated with him before from his memory and so seeing all, all of that side of him it, it brings a nice fun dynamic to Peter that I'm hopeful and intrigued they're going to explore every series I'm not quite sure what his series is going to be like but I think the the stories we're given of him so far give a nice indication of that and yeah, I'm definitely down to seeing where it goes, and I always enjoy um, Beachio's art, and that was just the same here. It's always so bright, breezy, cartoonish, dynamic, and like Delgado, which I adored in Strange Academy and just didn't know more, he really brought this like youthful energy to the issue with both of them that made it such a delight to read. This was one of my most anticipated issues for a while, and it did not disappoint. I mean, let's see where most of this character goes. At number two, for these weeks mentioned, we have The Shlub, issue number one, by from Image Comics, written by Ryan Stegman, Kenny Porter, art by Tyrell Cannon, coloring by Mike Spicer, and lettering by John J. Hill. Wrong from the Kids of Chains press that Stegman and, and Kate and the whole team have built up. And I... Having been subscribed to their newsletter, I had heard about this sort of here and there for the past year or so, here it been teased, but I had no idea what it was going to be. Even looking at like, the cover on the solicit, I was intrigued, but I wasn't... I might have given it a try, but I, I, I wasn't really sure if I was going to give it a try or not. And then I was lucky enough to get a advanced review PDF of it a month ago, 
stuff that it needed to die. And I actually really loved it. I thought the story was so intriguing. The as I say, my review, my advanced review on the League Comic Geeks, dynamic art and richly vibrant colours matched the zany, comedic and playful tone of the story really nicely. And it was really great and really enjoyable to read it in print again this past week, especially because these um, KLLC press books have such lovely cardstock covers. They're such nice like comic books like physically, but especially for only like the standard $4, it's always something that's really prominent when indie books like this take the time and care to make their books as nice as possible compared to especially marvel with like infamously flimsy paper when things like books like the shalab and the car which i mentioned has a better quality and they're like a few dollars less than a multiple sort but anyway off on a tangent it was just a fun issue at the end of the day and somehow still an original and exciting superhero story which feels like sometimes get rarer and rarer but i'm as i keep saying i'm very excited for this should be a fun ride and i have no idea where it's going to go but i'm really looking forward to finding out definitely recommend trying this out if you want something a bit different but still within the superhero realm i feel like indie books like this are really nice for that sort of thing now my pick of the week my number one pick for these weeks of august 16th and 23rd is the cole issue one by kelly thompson i'll tell you uh, I knew this, sorry, I pronounced that right, sorry if I didn't. I told you by Hasselot in LHL Image Comics, and this was such a great issue. Again, a bit like with The Shinab, um Sacrifices number one, those sorts of books where I, I wasn't necessarily thinking you know, I would have room for this book on my poor list to try it out. But then once I read the PDF, I just, I had to read it physically. I sort of, I mentioned in that review with Kelly, interview with Kelly, I mean, and... I'm so glad I did. I mean, I made room on my poor list because I really love how in books like this and Black Cloak issue one, Kelly really nicely and eloquently introduces the setting, the characters, the story threads in a way that gives you enough to hook you in and intrigue you without overwhelming you at all. It's, it's satisfying and such an ideal balance to experience in the first issue. So I'll pull some quotes from my legal comic geeks review, which you can also read on my Instagram as well. But it was just sort of from communicating that to, to Kelly and hearing her um, be able to sort of hear my reaction when I talk about being in, interested and then going, oh, I'm not sure where this is going to go. And then you get to the end and it's like, oh, oh, I see. And then that's the hook. Then you, you're, you're desperate for more. And that's, I mean, that's what an issue one should do, isn't it? So, and then Mateus' artwork, it's just, oh, the, that, the cover is so gorgeous for issue one and for all of the issues where it manages to feel so photorealistic without ever feeling disturbing or so uncanny valley and the more realistic feel makes the otherworldly aspects feel somehow less terrifying and more unsettling at the same time because they're they, they don't look real but they don't look necessarily as sort of creepy or stylized but because they look real they feel more unsettling it's it's an interesting balance and yeah i mean it still feel, feels weird to say but like on the cover when like i can see the texture of everything like the bubbles her hair her face it all feels so like disturbingly real and it makes for such an eye-catching cover and just the purple is just so rich and vibrant and gorgeous and then even like the fonts of the like, like the trade dress fits also nicely and yeah like the different characters introduced here the story it's another one when with some series you sort of know like what you're getting to that each issue with like world's finest i 
I know like more or less what I'm going to be reading each issue um, and I'm excited for that but it's always fun to have sort of series especially indie series like this where you just have absolutely no idea like what you're getting into and I'm very excited to, to find out so definitely go support this I think it's only a limited series at the moment but I think Kelly alluded to that she might have more ideas if it sells well if she can like and she Matina and Hassan and they all can progress with this same with Black Cloak you have to please go support these indie series because they won't continue like your support and we can get more of these awesome series but yes before I wrap up I just wanted to talk about some of my most anticipated books for next week September 6th normally I my idea was to do a top five I don't think I did the top five last time and it's a it's a huge week for me six books so and I, I can't I was looking at them, I was like, I can't mess any of them out. I, I find it even hard to rank them, so I'm just going to go through them quickly. And yeah, it should be a really awesome week. A, a few launches, a few continuations, and I'm really excited. To, so speaking of Kelly Thompson, Birds of Prey, issue one, drops this week. Written by her, art by Leonardo Romero, who's a gorgeous artist in terms of, I, I love his sort of more classic still rogy like um pop artist sort of classic retro art style especially here we're colored by Jordi Belair it's going to be glorious lettered by the the always great case of cows like Batgirl, Cassandra Kane, Big Barda, Black Canary, Harley Quinn and Zelot from Wildcats on this team and yeah this 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 will be a common theme but I didn't think I would have room for this on my pool but after listening to I was intrigued so after listening to Kelly like talk about it in the interview I I just, again, like with the car, I had to make room because this looks awesome and it should be a lot of fun and something hopefully a bit different to what I've normally read before, which should be exciting. And it wasn't anything she said in particular, it was just her, like the energy, her, her passion, her, her excitement for this. And yeah, again, like just go support it. It should be awesome. Best Prey issue one, the, the Dawn of DC relaunch, not relaunch, but launch out next week not the only one though blue beetle issue one next another dawn of dc launch um written by josh Trujillo, adrian adrian you know i'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm not even going to um, try pronouncing that surname um well quintana on coloring and lucas Catone on lettering um apologize for the those pronunciations but yes this looks awesome i need to read graduation day by the same team which came out last year i think the trade came out earlier in the year but after seeing the, the blue beetle movie and just I, i've wanted to read some more demon rays for ages and so this is should be a perfect place to do it it looks so fun the art is so awesome and vibrant and it should be a really entertaining series and a great jumping on point for the character and it after Again, after the movie, I'm so excited to check this out. So it should be fun out next week. Check it out. Go support it. Like with Birds of Prey, this isn't one where it's not like, these aren't like Batman where they're going to sell 100,000 um, out the gate. So it needs your support and it needs all these awesome people checking it out and showing the DC that we want books like this. We want more sort of diverse and awesome books like this and we can get more of these um, epic runs. And, get a nice long Blue Beetle run and nice long Birds of Prey run. Next, I'm always excited for another issue of Ryan North Fantastic Four with Evan Credo on artwork. So he's back on this issue, which is awesome. He's just Albert on colouring, Joe Carmagna on 
I think I, I can't say anything more about this book than I haven't already. It should be another fantastic issue. This, this sounds really interesting. I I rarely get variant covers in place of the regular cover. And if I do, and I normally get the variant cover as well. But I want to see, I know I said about Alex Ross's Immortal Four number one cover earlier, but I'm not that into his cover for this issue. But luckily, the Lozano, Alexander Lozano cover of Johnny the Human Torch. Oh my god. I, I I always love how artists draw Johnny when you can you can feel the wisps of fire, you can feel that like it's so rich and sort of deep oranges and just I, I just find it like, like really cool and that, that cover is just incredible. So so cool. And yeah, next Carol Darling's issue one, another Kids Love Chains press book, written by Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan, drawn and coloured by Bob Quinn, edited by John J. Hill. This, this sounds awesome, and like the cover is so intriguing and mysterious, and like the disturbing yet sort of charming and vibrant pinks. It's there's something so alluring about that main cover that I can't wait to dive in and check it out. And I'm talking with. As I'm recording this, I'm talking with Ethan and Griffin later today, and the episode will be out this coming Wednesday, it's New Comic Day, so go um, check out that episode when it releases and check out the book, because this is going to be a really cool one, and again, especially um, these like image books and these smaller image books, they, they need your support, and I think from what I've seen so far, I think they definitely deserve it. It's going to give a quick synopsis for this, so have some idea of what it's about. Eight-year-old Rose loves nothing more than to play pretend in a magical land of her own creation. To her, that world is as real as our own, from her fluffy friends to the terrible evil that lurks at the centre of it all. In one night, the line between fantasy and reality will disappear, and ancient hunger will feed again, and Rose will be pulled into a gruesome saga that began centuries before her birth. A new epic begins from debut writers Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan, superstar art team Bob Quinn and John J. Hill. You know, just, just just normal stuff about the the lines between fantasy and reality, fantasy and reality, and ancient hungers, and gruesome sagas. You know, normal eight year old stuff. Should be a fun book. Sacrifices issue two. Recommender Max Fayumara, Dave McCaig. Loved the first issue of this, and again, I, I have no idea. This is another one where I have no idea where it's going to go, what the the long game for this is, or how it's going to play out, but. From everything that we got introduced to in the first issue, it's an intriguing new world and concept. And yeah, it's just about this world that is seemingly perfect. You even want to make everything perfect, keeping everything in harmonious moderation under one condition. One great sacrifice has now come due. I mean, that intrigued you like it, like it did me, then go check it out. Recommend the latest book of another awesome art team. Should be a interesting ride. And finally, Shazam 3. After the Night Terrors break over June, July and August, it's been since June that we've had an issue, I absolutely loved this, the first couple of issues, so I'm so, so excited that lots of people check this out. It's like World's Finest. Well, it's not like World's Finest, but it's from the team of World's Finest with Mark Wade, Dan Mora, and um, Shazam Alexando, Alejandro Sanchez, sorry, on colouring, tripartite lettering. And I love the unique vibe and atmosphere that uh, Sanchez brings to it compared to World's Finest. So that's a delightful series. If you um, were looking for a new Shazam series to, to check out, like with Blue Beetle, if you enjoyed the movie, I mean, I enjoyed the movie, or even if you didn't, if you just enjoyed the first and you want to read the new Shazam series, or you just want to read the new Shazam series in general, then, then definitely check this out. Um, yeah, 
it's, it's been a delight so far, I can't recommend that series enough, so I'm so excited we'll um, finally getting more. Apart from that, that's all for, for now for this weekend, I hope you had a great week, I hope you have a great week, I hope you get to read some new comics, some awesome comics, I hope you get to read some fun stuff, and I hope you've been able to read some cool stuff in the last couple of weeks since we had a casual catch-up, but apart from that, I'll roll the outro. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review the show five stars wherever you're listening. I would really appreciate it. If you want to keep up to date on new episodes, please subscribe. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email the show at joetalkscomics.gmail.com. Additionally, if you need any back issues, ratio variants, core variants, or just anything in general, cool stuff to do with comics, you can check out the website for Beaders Thingamajiggets, the comic book store in Fort Collins, Colorado that most of these comics worked at. And use Joe Loves Comics at checkout to get 15% off. I don't get any money for that. It's just a cool thing for you to use if you want to, yeah, check out their site and if you see anything that you like. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Joe Talks Comics. And finally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Loves Comics where we can continue talking comics. That's all for now, and I hope to see you next time. Bye.